So we back. Yeah, and we were talking about friendships, seasonal friendships, and out of that conversation, we realized there were certain undertones that were coming about that we have to eventually talk about. And people want us to talk about masculinity. Child. Because that also impacts friendships. It does. It does. So when we had our brief sidebar earlier about this topic, we knew that it would be one that we can spend a whole season on. Right. But at the very least, we didn't want to dodge this conversation because we knew it was essential to us and our friendship. Right. And it's blackness. Exactly. And we're going to unearth it. Right. We're going to delve into this topic of masculinity, black masculinity, and how we navigate life as black men. Mm. So navigating life as black men. Yeah, man. That. Like navigating what? life as black men. That's real. Yeah, and I mean, bro. I think we have to start at the core, right? Who taught us what it means to be a black man or what it even means to be a man? Yeah. Well, I think for me, first of all, I got to acknowledge all of the women in my life that really helped guide me, keep me on track, ground me, pour so much wisdom, love, and knowledge into me. I can never take their contribution, their impact away from my life. I think they, they carried a boatload of love for me to to be where I am. But on that same token, I, I think when we talk about masculinity, because I, I, I do believe that women can't instill masculinity into mm. young men. So I, uh, I, I know that, uh, that may be a different segue it, of a is, conversation. <laughs> but <laughs> let me let me get back to this point. I, I think who who taught me masculinity i think i I had a a number of uncles that uh were present in my life shout out you know they they knew they i got a a slew of uncles from every angle right the world but also i had a granddad you know who i call daddy outdoors man real macho yeah but he he had he had his struggles too and and that was a part of understanding what i envisioned to be a man Mm. a care Taker, a provider, always present. Yeah, through those examples. You know, is, and throughout his challenges. Yeah. You know, with drug abuse, alcohol abuse. So, but also, I had other, you know, figures that showed me what masculinity was. I had a black male teacher in third grade. I wish. Yeah, man, I, I had I, I had that, friend that luxury, <laughs> which is unfortunate to call it luxury, but a black male teacher. Elementary school, uh, that through this program, I have a dream basically followed us all the way up into college. And uh, shout out to Mr. Abdul he was very present in my life. So I had various forms of, yeah. of, of men that showed me what masculinity was to be a caretaker, to be a provider. But then also, there's other elements of masculinity that you just learn through social engagement. Yeah. And a lot of that is to to be aggressive, to take what's yours, make sure you keep what's yours at all costs. So it get it get it get it gritty gets, sometimes. It does. But then also going into professional space and realizing that masculinity also has different forms that it can 
it can take and that it doesn't always have to be you establishing your dominance. Right. Right. Or, or your you, presence. Right. Or that you own the space. This is my space. You know. Territorial. This, 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 yeah. Yeah. Pretty you much know. what we've been taught masculinity is from a mainstream level, mm -hmm. ultimately. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And I think mine was like flipped. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I think like you said, it. I think it depends on, I look at how I've learned how to be a man in phases, right? So I was raised by a majority, all women. Mm -hmm. And a, through their relationships with other men and how other men treated them, I learned what not to do. <laughs> yeah. It was clear this is what, what's not. But then granny, shout out to my granny and my mom, they were having conversations with me like, yo, this is what it means to be black in America and mm. West Virginia. Mm. What does it mean to be black in this country and having that conversation with me about you need to be, you better not be in Simpsonville <laughs> past 6 o'clock p.m., as a black man, mm -hmm. you better not be doing this. So at the foundational level, it was my granny and my aunties. But then second to that was my uncles. Because uh -huh. let me tell you something about the lynch it's women. something about uncles, man. Right. But in this family, like the lynch women hold down. They run the show. Mm, okay. <laughs> which, is, which is true. Black women carry right. the family. Right. You know how it goes. But um, so I also had uncles who were t indirectly teaching me how to be a man, but it was also that, you're not my son, though. No. He yeah. ain't mine. I'm going to teach you a little bit, but I ain't going to go yeah. too far because at the end of the day, you're not mine. But then as I got to middle school and high school, it was my bishop, right? It was my okay. pastor of my church. It was my best friend's dad, mm. right? It was my mentor. When I was in Upper Bound and in these college programs, like, Shout I began to, to see... Shout out to Upper Bound. I was part of Upper Bound, man. We did it at FIU, man. West Virginia State. <laughs> Shout out to the Upper Bound crew. But then I started to also just develop through them and those experiences of them setting me to the side and being like, this is how you do it. This is how you move. This is how you are the CEO of your life. Mm. This is how you control the narrative of your life, mm. right? And really building those foundational blocks. If you're going to be best friends with my daughter, motherfucker, mm. this is how we do things around here, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's that's by way of teaching you the principles yes. of a man, right? And so I know others may explore this topic and want to deconstruct manhood we we will we'll touch on those those things but we're, we're talking about our experiences yeah. and just highlighting how masculinity yes. has been depicted in our lives right. right because again i i see where masculinity it was like so much so like destabilized because systems that separated the men from our families yeah Right. So whether it was the man being absent due to incarceration, death. The black father. Right. We we talk about black rage. This 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 book, man, um, I, I think I always forget the, the authors of the text, but black it essentially just really unpacked how uh black men being absent through constructed systems ultimately destabilize the, the, the black family. Absolutely. And so by way, you have young men trying to understand masculinity through their own lens, right? Yeah. With, without no support. The resources that we had, people that were able to pour into us and tell us and guide us, right? And ways to say, okay, masculinity doesn't mean that you have to have 
hoes how to work for it. Right. You know, and they're fucking off on everything. You but, know? And, there's, and there's an ugly side to that, right? Because mm. that's what it was. Mm. I remember my uncles being like, you got to fuck the hoes. Yeah. I remember there was a moment where this chick, so I was in maybe how to be the eighth grade, and I think she was in like the senior in high school. Mm. Like trying to have sex with me. Right. And I was like, nah, clearly y'all know, I, again, it came out the moon switching the bitches, <laughs> so y'all know point. I wasn't with it. Uh, First of all, I wasn't with it, but it wasn't even coming from a point of I'm not attracted. Yeah. You know, it was just like, yeah, nah, I'm not, this is an uncomfortable experience for me. Yeah. And this is a traumatic experience for me. And I remember going to my uncle, like, yo, this chick just tried to have sex with me. He was like, you were stupid for not having sex with her. Yeah. Oh, you ain't fuck that? No, oh, I ain't fuck that, nigga. Like, <laughs> no, I'm saying, but I, that's that's the reaction. Exactly. And like, again, you, a part of your masculinity exactly. is to fuck anything. Just to hey, what you got to uh, that body count? Exactly. <laughs> and then you hear that. So think about as a child, you're hearing, you're I'm not having sex with women. Something's wrong with me, right? I'm interpreting this like, but wait, I don't have hoes. Maybe I'm yeah. not a man. I am gay. Maybe I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. So now you begin to have this process where you start to think, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Because now forget the trauma as a child. Again, eighth grade, going through a sexual traumatic experience, mm -hmm. needed help the most, went to the figure of who they which they thought, right. and then it's twisted on you like you're not man enough. Right. And that's, that's one of those deeply embedded things within our community that we don't address is that instead of providing emotional support, we turn around and tear your fucking feelings apart. Hello? <laughs> Hello. And so you, you you were looking for protection, care, and, and, and love, and someone to process that yes. moment with you. Yes. And... The door is shut. It closed. It closed. And again, I thank God for my granny and my mom and my great-grandma because they... And I've been going to therapy since I was in, like, the sixth grade. So I've always had a solid foundation on how to interpret the world mm -hmm. and how to filter things through quickly. Even though you might be feeling this, let's just think about it. <laughs> let's just think about it some more, but it still impacts you because even, again, beyond and being taught what's to be a man in that moment. And also, my dad wasn't around, right? Yeah. And as a kid, I would always tell you a funny story. I remember signing up to play basketball just so I could was like, I was like, this is going to get my dad around. Yeah. And he was around, right? Mm. Nigga played the game once, quit during, like, quit <laughs> mid-game. Like, ah, fuck this shit. Like, I ain't, fuck him, fuck this game. Yeah, yeah, I ain't yeah. with it. But I remember, again, growing up thinking, hmm, maybe he ain't fuck with me because I something ain't right about this one. Mm -hmm. This one ain't playing the sports. Mm -hmm. This one ain't fucking the hoes. Mm -hmm. He's not man enough. Maybe I'm not man enough to be his son. Mm. Mm. That's deep. And so that's the shit you begin to process. And going back to your point, it's emotional support. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to project on me what you would do in the situation. You fucked up too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we did like, we flipped right, it. Right, like, right. why am I taking? But I need you to, how does that make you feel? Mm -hmm. Well, I think to that same extent, like, there's so much that you have to balance in 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 the, in the scaling of it, right? Right. So, for me, like it it, it wasn't I didn't because I didn't really jump off the porch like big boy, yeah, you know, because <laughs> I know them boy that jumped off the porch ten, eleven, right? I'm solid thirteen, 
Let's squeeze out the crib. Jump on the porch when you lose your virginity. <laughs> so that's 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 down south. Jumping so, off the yeah, porch. Yeah, jumping off the porch. <laughs> so again, it was something that I was able to embrace because that was something that was familiar. So I can understand what you said in your struggle when you turned down this grand opportunity to prove that you are yes. a man. Yes. Put that S on your chest. Yes. And here it is. They they said, Well, damn, the homie ain't. So I can get that because on on the flip side, because there's other ways that you can, quote unquote, prove your masculinity, you say you try to play sports. Right. Right. That didn't work out. Did not work out at all. <laughs> so for me, I played a little sports, but I wasn't the sports player. Like my brother, all-star football players. Got you. If you come from Florida, you got it. And you got to be raw in sports. Right. So me, I, I'm in the books. But at the same time, I also can fight. I would be the ass. Right. <laughs> no, but I don't promote violence, <laughs> you know. Uh, but no, nah, man, I think those those things that you learn early on to balance out whatever you, you, you may have as a trade-off, quote-unquote, and how you define masculinity. Yes. So if you, oh, you can't fight, damn, you soft. <laughs> so you automatically become soft. Right. So you, you lose an element of your masculinity. Oh, you you like the switching bitch. Oh yeah, you ain't, you ain't masculine. Right. And we here it is, you define masculinity in so many other ways and that shouldn't be anything that anybody can take away from you. You can't. And it shouldn't again going back to that as young children and adults, I don't think and parents have such an impact right? The family has such an impact on how we view the world. And when I think about masculinity quickly, my grandmother comes to mind, mm. right? That's because that's who I see running the show. But again, like you said, there will be these soft little things. Even I would have some cousins like, yo, sag your pants. Yeah, sag your pants. Like, we need you. You need to sag your pants. Because, you know, I pulled Tough up to up, the all-black I pulled up to the all-black school sixth grade year with my little polo khakis and <laughs> my strings on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, nah, son, we need, we need mm. you to switch it up. Mm. We need you to sag your pants. I mean, like, teachers would be like, eh, boy, sag, sag, pull down your pants a little bit. Uh, and I'm like, mm, bet. Because you black. You and you black, should be this is what one way be as a... As a young black uh, man. Exactly. But then again, we allow so much freedom of expression to others. Right. And we applaud it when they 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 free and express they, they, themselves. But then when it comes to, to us, it's a monolith, right? Yes. You got to fit right into this you gotta box. You got to fit into this you box. You got to conform. Yes. So they telling you to sag your pants. To sag my pants. So, you know, again, going back to how... I sort of begin to think about masculinity is I think once I got to college and just got more access to education, I was like, period, I knew going to college that I was going to be redefined who the fuck I was. Mm. There's no more telling me this is what a man looks like. And even as a kid, I was still pushing against that shit, right? Like, again, I was switching in bitches. always a rebel. So, like, while my best, <laughs> while my friends got dads teaching them how to walk, I'm in the room with the sister watching America's Next Top Model. Like, it's a complete separate... I was pushing against the grain. Like, nah, I don't want to learn how to walk. Yeah. I want to do this. Like, nah, I don't want to play sports. Yeah. I want to do this. Nah. Yeah. So I was pushing back against it when I was doing my best. But, like, once I became 18, it was like, nah. 
You, this is I'm going to define the type of man that I want to be. Right. Because at the end of the day, you're still a man. Correct. And that's how I got to respect you from those very principles right there. And that's how I define masculinity in, in a way, is that you have to respect the man on their principles. This is true. Which you stand on firmly. Like you said, yeah, man, I'm going against that. Right. Whatever y'all say, like, I'm, I'm going, going against, against that. It. Like, you, you got to respect the man that's going to say, look, hey, I stand firmly on what I said. Because and if, if you wanna hey, if you wanna keep pushing there, be pushed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, but for real though, get pushed. And even and you know, and I respect shout out to my family. Just shout out to my cousins on my mom and my dad's <laughs> side, period. And the family was stuff. Like they because even though they wouldn't my family knew I was different, they protected me. Like mm. to just, oh, you messing with him, you getting jumped. Oh, straight like, up. Like people knew, oh, you yelling at my cousin. Where they at? India. Where everybody at? Like, <laughs> squad yo, up. Squad up. They messing with Day Day because that's what they used to call me. Uh. <laughs> yo, they messing with Day Day. I'm going to do your thing, man. <laughs> but no, nah, that's real though, man. Family is so interesting because when it's time to boot up, right. they know. <laughs> but they be the same one. <laughs> you gay? Why you gay? Exactly. <laughs> they be the same one putting all that pressure on you. So I get it. I get it. Man, but... Man, it's so it's so many scenarios in, in our family where again you can't fuck with him. I don't give a fuck if he a punk, right? Right. You ain't gonna touch me because that's family. Right. You feel me? That hey, look. You go you go calm it down. Exactly. And our family know that. And so it's just like, damn, why why can't we also extend that emotional support internally? And love, internally. Right? <laughs> where we gotta support internally. their they challenges itself. For when it's time to boot up. With, correct. Like, you I need you to shit. show up emotionally ready to boot up. Yeah. I want you to jump these fucking emotions that I'm feeling mm -hmm. because, motherfuckers, uh, because of what's happening and whatever my experience mm -hmm. is. That's what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. But that's like the childhood perspective, right? And that's mm -hmm. like us, our foundational of masculinity. Now, when we think about it, when it shows up in relationships. Yeah. So, like, because that could be a whole oh, different... Ball, especially when you gay, it's like, wait, who? Who the man? Who the, who the, who the lady in this bitch? <laughs> nah, but, but nah, I think it's, it's, that's funny as hell. Because <laughs> I know you have Beyonce. But nah, but nah, but nah, all jokes aside, though, I think just being in a relationship with a woman, you realize you carry so much of this idea that you have to be the ultimate provider. That's how I see myself as being the ultimate provider. I want to make sure my lady have what she need. So I'm gonna invest in you. Mm -hmm. If I got it, look, we gonna experience it together. Because I seen that through my granddad, mm -hmm. throughout drug addiction. He still made sure that he was always present and that was something that I, I had to embody because I seen how my grandmother responded to it. Mm -hmm. And that make a man feel good, right? And that's what a masculinity feels like to me when I can make my lady feel good. Right. Put that smile on her face like my grandma had when my granddaddy did what he did. Right. So I think that's how I define masculinity is, is sometimes through what you can do for a woman, mm -hmm. you know? So through acts of, the acts. Right. Acts of love. How you caress her, right? But that you really, you really there for you know when she needs you. 
but also I think is being reaffirmed by that same that same energy, that same mm. woman that's like, look, I take great pride in calling you my man because I know if nobody that you that for me, right? You gonna make sure we see this through. And I think that's that's how you begin to mold it into who you think you can be as a man in this world, like just understanding your role and, res- and your responsibility, even if it's a family. That's real. I hear you, right? <laughs> like, I think that makes, it makes sense, especially when I respect that. And for me, personally, it's slightly the opposite, right? I think when I think about how I show up as a man in a relationship with another man, I can't necessarily think who the man in this relationship because at mm. the end of the day, for me, cis mm. man over here, okay? Like, we, we, we both got a motherfucking penis in this relationship. So, no, I don't lie. <laughs> like, we, we, so what kind of conversation do you want to have? Because it definitely ain't going to be no, regardless of who's a top or who are bottom, I'm not necessarily putting energy into these roles. So when I think about masculinity, I think I go back to that kind of what my board of, what I call my board of directors. Mm-hmm. When people would advise me on how to navigate, you're the CEO of your life. Mm-hmm. So masculinity to me is being able to control all the nuances and avenues to live a great life, mm-hmm. to take care of the stuff that you said you wanted to take care of, right. and to drive impact in this world. Mm-hmm. So when I think about masculinity, it's like, it's well-being. Mm-hmm. How do I grab a hold Mm-hmm. and add value to each lane, control each lane that I'm moving in, that I'm adding light to. Who am I building up? Mm-hmm. Right? So I think of it as a as a way of living yeah. versus then an act and a person. But it's like, how do you dominate the avenues of your life? Okay, so to, to have full control. To str- we'll never have full control, right? But uh-huh. I'm aspiring to organize and sort of again, control those those different avenues in which I'm engaging with people in. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being a light, yeah. right? How do you be a light? Like, again, when people think of a man, they think of someone that takes care of X, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's some type of level of responsibility. And that's what I think the energy I feed off of and, and gives me that, that sort of invigoration that yeah. you, you, you talk about when you can pursue whatever you desire to have a grasp of, right? It's yes. in your hands and you 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 feel like you yes. can sway it either which way, you yes. know, because it's it's working to your advantage. That's and so that's man. that's right. <laughs> to and me that, that's masculinity. And that's, that, and that's that energy, right? That I feel like when it's when it's placed in the the, the right rhythm and that rhythm yeah. can just can be flowed with you can't miss out on establishing yourself as a man in life. Correct. Right? You Because uh, being a man is being present. Yes. Being able to show that love, to be able to establish order. Yes. Right? To provide protection, to make things happen when it needs to, to guide your family in a, in a way that everybody can enjoy the goodness thereof. Yeah. <laughs> so I get you. I guess but, but if you get me, right? So if we talking about there's a behavior to masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. And you just, you said something earlier. I just don't believe a woman can mm-hmm. instill masculinity into a young boy. So if masculinity, the concept itself is the behavior of X, of being able to dominate, control, support, whatever the case may be, 
can a woman not exhibit those behaviors and instill those into... So talk to me more about kind of that. You already know. <laughs> he laughing at me. Because I know he's yeah. like, this bitch want to go here. Yes, nah, I want to go I mean, ahead. I think what you're getting at is behavior, which I think it, if we de- decide to put masculinity in a box and say that masculinity is some of those things that I just pointed out, and if a woman does those same very things, is she not masculine or able to I think there's behaviors right right and then there's what a man can do mm. right to yes. instill masculinity in another ma- man I see what you and mean. so I'm, I'm not saying that a woman can't exhibit certain behaviors or characteristics or uh, certain that are consistent with what we, we say are masculine principles but I think that there are certain things that, that a, you a woman can't instill within a man in terms of the ideas of principles and principles of masculinity. And I would agree with that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think when I think of my dad. Okay. I know there's just certain shit that I just didn't get because I didn't have a dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think about my first fight. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I don't know what it's like to have a dad, but I'm assuming I've seen dads teach my friends how to fight yeah. when we were young. Yeah, yeah. Nobody taught me how to fight. And, like, I remember my first fight, he... I'll never forget this nigga. He wasn't a nigga. Sorry. But this, <laughs> this dude, this, his name was Grant, right? Like, his name, Grant, little white boy, comes and punched me in my face and, like, knocks me off my bike. And I just got back on my bike and kept riding that shit. My granny sees all of this happen. Again, I got back on my bike and just kept riding it. My granny went in the house, got a belt, and was like, I'm going to whoop your motherfucking ass if you don't beat his yeah. ass right now. That's yeah. how I learned how yeah. to fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, bet you going to beat my uh-huh. ass? No, you're not. I'm going to uh-huh. whoop it. Guess what? <laughs> Whooped his ass. They was calling me Mike Tyson the next day. <laughs> and, I was, and I had the birthmark first mm-hmm. on the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I get what you said in that in that same way. I get what you said. And again, it's proving your 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 masculinity through aggression, being able to protect yourself to stand your ground, right? right? That you didn't have a father perhaps there to give you that little lesson where you, you gotta fight your you cousin. Yourself, right. Because that's how we came but hey, we we fought all our cousins. And then we used to take it out with our brothers and everything, but we didn't we didn't really go there like that with our brothers, because again, that's what you live with. That's your, that's your brother. Right. Hey, we go out the road. Hey, we going to duke it out. We going to test each other's strength. Boom, boom, boom. Then we going to go back home, get right with each other, so we can come back even harder next time. So that's how we learn. And then our uncles, of course. My uncle, he was, he was locked up. We used to go out the road, see him in prison. Teach her, hey, put your dukes up. So he telling you, hey, if you get if you get in a little situation out there, you better know what you're doing. Right. You feel me? So I, I get what you're saying, but also we had women. My grandma, hey, she was not the one to be played with. Right. It's a she good coming, balance. She, she coming full force. <laughs> you know? Coming full force. You feel me? <laughs> full force. Come on now. So, again, I know, like, women women going to step at you. Right. But I, I get you. It is, there is, when thinking about, and I know this is slightly off topic, but whatever, when thinking about the black father in the household, I know as someone who is, done a level of research and a lot of self-awareness and even as I view relationships and even what I seek out in relationships all mirrors my dad my dad's impact on me like 50% Mm. of it mirrors my dad being absent yeah 
if that's from affection, right? Like, I never yeah. got affection from a man. So, in a relationship, romantically, like, I'd be like, I'm kind of... Love. <laughs> I need you to... Affection. L-O-V-E. I need a little affection over here in these streets. Yeah. But I had to do the the self-work to be like, dude, you can't, again, have certain criteria off of some inner childhood shit. So mm-hmm. you need to work on building your own affection level up mm-hmm. and then being able to communicate through the absence of the That's don't project, oh, because now your man has to fill all the roles and empty, right, that my dad might not have done. Wow. So it was, again, a lot of self-work to be like, okay, now I navigated that these patterns are coming from my dad not being here. Mm-hmm. So now let's have a conversation. Are you gay because your dad wasn't here? Mm, nope, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm strictly dickly over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So now let's go through what impact did your dad have on you mm-hmm. from a communication perspective? No communication. Mm-hmm. No affection. Not keeping his word. Yeah. All of these things that now I'm looking at my adult relationships like, fuck. Yeah. That's 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 powerful that you again took that step because we think sometimes we can unpack this alone. And we can't. You've you've been able to have someone walk you through understanding each dynamic within your father's absenteeism. Yes. My dad, he went off to the military. And so he he didn't necessarily up and leave. But there's still things that you experience yeah. as a young man that you 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 long for your father's presence. Yes. So as you said, there's things within your childhood trauma that exist. But as a responsible young man, you sh- you should take those steps to figuring out how to unpack those traumas. Yes. Because it's nobody else's responsibility. It's not. And those those childhood traumas are real. Yeah. And I think we don't put enough emphasis on the stuff that we've gone through as children. I was reading this book. I don't know the name of it. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'll post it in the comments on the page. But I was reading this book, and it talks about how to do the self-work. And it just talks about how we make a lot of our decisions and filter the world through three areas. One, our inner childhood. Mm-hmm two, our ego, and three, people, the world's opinions of us mm-hmm. and what we store in those. And we just make decisions, right? But we got to find that voice within. But those childhoods are real. And even as I did the self-work to figure out my dad's impact on me, it had to start with me forgiving him, first of all. Yeah. Again, we think people's reasons for not being in our lives is about us. So for 30-something years, I'm thinking he's not in my life because of me. I'm not thinking, okay, he was locked up. Uh He got out of jail. He got to figure this out. What does that even mean for someone out of jail to try to transition back? There's all these nuances that I never, never Mm. thought about. Mm. Maybe he didn't know how to be a dad. Yeah. Yeah. And the best way of him being a dad was maybe to be not present. Exactly. And that's, that's a very real reality for black dads, right? Sometimes not being prepared. So the best thing in their circumstance is to... Not be present. Right, so... And that's yeah. okay. My dad was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going ahead and head to the military. Right. I'm going to go and try to fix my life, which I, I had to later kind of navigate that as, as an adult with developing a relationship with him. Right. The relationship is still a working relationship because, again, there's things that I just want to know 
because I was like, damn, where my daddy at? Right. You know, you out there. I, I see you out there. You doing your thing. You living your know? life, but what? But it's like, again, as as black men, I understand that there's many factors that just have led to these circumstances where it, it is almost virtually impossible in some regard. Yeah. For fathers to connect with their children, but then we also know there's a a number of black men that are forever present in forever. their child's lives. And so I think what I've seen in growing up is a number of black men that have given me certain elements of fatherhood, yes. of those those what things that like. a physical present dad yes. would be yes. able to instill in you. But it's never the, the same, yeah. of course, but you still get some of that from those father figures. Yeah, you do. And that's what what I'm grateful about, right? Because it's almost like every moment where I wish I had a dad, mm. boom. Oh, I just met a new friend whose dad's like, let me show you that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, boom, another life moment where I wish I could just... And again, it goes... I had the conversation with my mom because I was primarily raised by my granny, but mom was mm. my mom was a young mom, right? Yeah. And granny just snatched me up like, girl, whatever. <laughs> but mom was there, but my mom was more of a best friend than I viewed her more as a mom, right? So mm. granny was kind of more of the... The mother figure where mom, mom was like, we best friends. Like, that's crazy. Best friend. I, know, I ain't know we share that because my grandmother, I call her mom. And even though my mom was mm. there, like, we, we was always with my mama. But it was like my grandma was mom. Yeah. And so my grandma was like, she was she was the one, like, made, made everything happen within right. the family. <laughs> and I was the oldest boy, so I, I, I got certain privileges with yes. my grandmother. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, was, so, I know we share that. And you know it because it's... So, at an early age, and that just shows you how we automatically begin to start to place people in roles, right? Mm. But, so, and I had a conversation with my mom, like, yo, let's redefine what is going to be our relationship. Yeah. What does, now that I'm 28, mm. however old I was at the time when we had this conversation, is we had to go into it, let's redefine what this relationship's going to look like. Mm. And De Rico has to get rid of what everything he wanted his mom and dad to be and stop holding them accountable for Dayrico, who was eight years old, because you're not eight years old no more. Yeah. So stop living every day like that eight-year-old boy mad at your mm -hmm. dad because he didn't pop up. Mm -hmm. Now we just going to make a decision. Are you going to reach out to your dad and build a relationship or not? Yeah. Are you going to tell your mom how you feel and just begin or not? But we're not yeah. going to wake up every day being that angry child mm -hmm. and holding our parents accountable mm -hmm for not being the parent we want them to be. Right. No, I think that gets deep, man. When we, especially when we explore. <laughs> man, we you, so you, off you, subject right No, but, <laughs> but, but no, to reel it back in to fatherhood presence, right? Yeah. Where we, we expected so much out of that. We longed for so much from our father being present yes. because it meant so much for our masculinity, defining yeah. ourselves, right? Our identity as young men. And so when our, our, our dad wasn't present, it gave us this, this this separation from who I should be and who I want to be. Yes. And so while you navigating life trying to figure out who I should be, who I should be, there's all these influences. Oh, telling you coming. who you should be. It's, exactly. And if this you is don't, what you should be. And, and, and if you don't get a chance to establish that with people that actually care about you, which you 
one would be your father. Yeah. But you see it with other people that you get to experience those fatherhood you yeah. know, qualities with. But when you don't get that with your father, it just kind of leaves this this oh, void. Oh, yeah, it does. And when, like you said, when we don't uh, unpack those those voids, uh, we can have damaging emotions. Damaging. That we don't see in our, our daily behavior. And it's there. And if we haven't unpacked it, we haven't addressed it, call it for what it is. We just get complacent and accept it. And just like, yeah, that's a part of me. But it's like, yes, that's a part of you. But have we done what it takes to... To reestablish it. Right. And and to go into this and say, look, I know that not having a father led to X, Y, and Z in my life. I wanted to be on top of everything to just prove that I mattered, right? I wanted to be super perfect. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to be the ultimate family man because I know what it's like to not have right. a fully structured family. Right. Right. And so to this day, I think that's something that in defining my masculinity, is is it sits high on my priority scale. It's just being the ultimate provider. Like, yeah. I got to make sure shit straight. And it's it's giving you regardless of how we look at these absences, I think one thing I appreciate about me and you is in a lot of bad situations we just see the good. Mm. Right? Like we just we see it. Yeah, Even if it gotta, we gotta, don't think it's there, we see it. And, right. So I think about if my dad, I wouldn't be who I am today. Mm. Period. If he was there. Yeah. <laughs> like it would yeah. be a different version. <laughs> of De Rico, and I think it's about how do we reallocate this energy, right? Like, okay, again, dad wasn't there. We learned from that. Now I know I begin to take pieces of that and be like, okay, this is what fatherhood's going to look like when I'm a dad, mm. right? I remember feeling, and going back to my uncle, I remember feeling when I'm going to my uncle, oh my gosh, this girl just tried to have sex with me. Yeah. I'm like, I need you right now. Mm-hmm. I remember that feeling of him not being there for me. So as a father, if my child, like, I'm, what, what's, what's going on? Like, and I, I have examples of what that looks like, right? Shout out to the mothers that I, Tawana, Erica, <laughs> Shalisha, Dr. Dawes, all of the great parents I've seen and the fathers I've seen, they have conversations with their kids. Mm-hmm. They are having conversations with their kids. Yeah. That's, and I'm like, that's all I ever wanted. So yeah, I wanted a dad. I wanted this. But at the end of the day, it comes down to like, these negative experiences are just teaching me how to be a better dad moving forward. So it's about, again, re- how do you reallocate this energy? You can't, we can't be holding on to this, to this hate, right? Uh-huh. But again, I'm like, I know. We, <laughs> but no, <laughs> man, you, you spot on because when you said navigating fatherhood, this idea of, having someone that you are responsible for, that you want to provide so much love, so much care, so much structure, the same things that we perhaps didn't get, like you said, communication. Yes. And I, I, I find myself doing that with my nephews. I got two really great nephews. I, well, I got plenty of nephews, but to hell is aside, the two that I really get to spend a lot of time with from my, my two brothers, from my mother. Those two kids require so much energy, so much presence, and I love to spend time with them. And I feel like it's because I, I want to give them 
that that quality time yeah. that I, I always wanted, right? Yeah. Just to know that someone is there in the moment yes. wanting to play with me, yes. rough up, yes. test your strength. Yes. Yeah, they, them just, hey, they'll hit your ass, bro. Right. <laughs> so, but you, 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 you want to be there to experience that with them, those moments where they, they hurt themselves, but you there to say, hey, get back up. Right. Yeah, you, you, you feeling good? You all right? Yeah. You want to go? Uh, you got to go put some peroxide on it? Oh, right. So there's that part. But also the, the other part where you have to be a little more stern. I, I even think about that part of not experiencing your father. When you you getting disciplined by other men, it's, it's, it's different, I think, from when your father says something to you like that. That person that's your father. Right. Versus like it's your mother, like yeah, your your like your mama, yeah, right? <laughs> when your mama say some shit, you feel it in your soul. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, just like damn, like I gotta get right. You you almost feel compelled. It's almost exactly. like they, when they say your full name, mm-hmm. you're, it's almost like they just got a spell on you. I can't even fight mm-hmm. the feeling of whatever she's. Yeah, you know. get right, get right. And so I think again that the, the absence of my biological father also taught me certain values that I want to instill in the young men in my life, right? I have so many cousins, so many nephews. Those are just two that I I, I pointed out. I have so many nephews. I come from a big-ass family. And so I just want to be that example to them to show them that masculinity does not look a particular way because you went and got a degree. Yes. And you're not some lame now. You can still be you. You can still be you. You know, you can still hang out and do your thing, but be careful. Right. Be cautious. Simple as that. Don't be no duck out here that moving sloppy. But you can still be around your family. You can still be that person that went off to college and learned different things and come back with different experiences. You don't have to not be you. Because there's not one way to be a man. Exactly. Or a woman. There's not one Bottom way line. to be a person. Bottom line. And as we think, the whole the reason this topic and this episode came about is because, again, we were just talking about how masculinity shows up in different relationships, how our view of being a man has been shaped. And now we're kind of getting into that conversation around now that we know our views on what being a black man, we're lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll, we'll never have the, the full formula. But now how do we take those components and what does fatherhood, like you said, looks like for us? 